just happy, Pastor, to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. That's what that's what matters. I'm happy to be in the house comfortable. of believers. Ah, God. Amen. I'm happy to be among people of the same precious faith. When you're away from people that you you love, you miss them. Yep. And you love. Uh, the four or five days that I was gone, I missed you all. Mm -hmm. I missed the strength from God's people. As I was on my trip in Philly, God seemed to always speak to me as to what to share with his people. Even when I'm working, doing my work for the world, he speaks through eternity into time as I'm working for ODU. And um, it was on my, it's not like I go trying to try to hear God. When you are in a relationship with someone, you just hear them. Amen. You don't try to hear them calling you. You always know that they're there, even when they're not physically there. And uh, I was extremely busy there while I was uh, doing the conference. I set up uh, a wake-up call. You all know when you go to a hotel, you can dial in to the front desk and you get them to do an automated you know, wake-up call. And I did that. I phone ring. This is your wake up call. First day, okay, got up, got ready. Second day, this is your wake up call. I didn't hear it to the third day. Holy Spirit is so awesome because He can speak through anything mm -hmm. a person. On the third day, Pastor, the third when day. I heard this is your wake-up call, I was like, I'm up. It forced me to respond to the automated wake-up call because the third message that day made me feel that that voice of God went through me and says, this is your wake-up call. So you have to hear it to hear it. So much so, so much so that I felt that there's something that I need to do because I wasn't aware. And I said, but I'm up. And this is what the body of Christ is saying, but I'm up. And I'm going to church and I'm reading the word and I'm praying and I'm worshiping. But it was a warning. For me as a believer, and I'm, I now I'm bringing it to you. God is saying, this is your wake-up call. I want to allow that to enter into your spirit. It's what God is really dealing with us as a body of Christ is that he loves us, mm -hmm. but he really just tastes disobedience. And he does all what he can to draw us back to the place of obedience. I saw this morning, and I just want to digress briefly, is that 
I saw in discerning the atmosphere the love of God. If we're hearing this, the book of Corinthians, the love chapter, you should be receiving a revelation of love. Amen. You shouldn't just be hearing it every Sunday. You should be living and experiencing love. And if you're not implementing it, it means that you have not received the revelation of love yet. And this is why we're still hearing it. And we're still hearing it because you need to implement it in your life. But I saw it and I discerned it this morning. I, I felt love and I, I experienced it this week. And I um, started something for Fredlina. And it was a, a kind gesture. These things that we take for granted, love. I, I saw love being expressed. And Fredlina just received her new job. She started in a couple of weeks. So congratulations. She starts in a couple of weeks. And um, God is just moving when we start to move in love. Did I hear? Yeah. I, okay. I just want to, I, I, I just... I just want them to know that prior to that, there was a, uh, some warfare that went on and a choice that she had to make. No, with her gift. Okay? It was a choice she had to make with her gift. Do she surrender her gift for money? Or does she stand on the ground of her character of Christ? I didn't say her because we can be flawed. That's right. You need to be on the character of Christ. We all have them flaws. We all have something we're dealing with that ain't quite right. But if you lean on the character of Christ, you can make the right decision. And I wouldn't, and I wouldn't make it for her. And I can only give her an example. When I was in the same situation, what did I do? Because God says this, is that for those who walk upright, he said, no good things, real. He said, I will withhold from you. No good things. He said, if, he's just asking you, if you walk upright, Relena, no Please good thing. We're being deceived yep. that we're walking upright. We are being deceived. God can't lie. So am I walking upright? He said, no good thing. So that means all what's good comes to you. No good thing. Your struggle to deal with the situation that you're in. He said, no good thing. And I love what Pastor said. He said, there is a yes. Mm -hmm. There is a yes. There is a yes. And there's a yes for everything else that you're waiting for and been asking God for. There is a yes. I was telling my sister Cindy when she walked in this morning, I, I looked back at her and said, I'm fighting for my life. Every day I'm fighting for my life. I'm fighting for that yes from God. I'm fighting for that yes in every area of my life. I'm fighting for my life every day. You shouldn't wait till things look like I need to now put some energy and be proactive. I'm always fighting for my life. When things look the best, I'm still fighting for my life. I want to always be on top. And to do that, I have to fight every day for my life. You know you know where that life comes from. You know that joy. You know who is attached to your life. That's why you're fighting. Amen. I'm so, fighting to right. hold up the integrity of his name. And I need, and I want people to know when there's a no, that doesn't mean in God, that doesn't mean that there's a never. 
See, we get things, and I told y'all, people be asking for this and that. and that. You don't know what the end of that thing would be. I'm just saying. You don't know, I want that car. But you don't know, that's the car that's going to run off the bridge because some fool is going to go do, you know, be drinking or whatever. You don't know that. So when you don't get it, you be like, okay, I ain't get it. Now I'm depressed and everything. Instead of seeing God's plan for you. Why I didn't get the job? Because you don't know what was going to go on at that job. What you would have been involved. You don't know. Just trust him and rely that he got it. Amen. We won't do that. Amen. You don't know. It could be that boss is going to, you know, whatever. You never know. We have to apply the word of God. And like I said, I just want to finish up real quick about the love. Amen. Uh, the love that I was seeing this week. And so when Fredlina got the job, I saw that Star had uh, bought her some flowers. And I think you guys went out and to, to celebrate. These are the acts of kindness that we, uh, an encouragement that we all need, and we should be there. And God appoints certain people at a certain time to be there for you for that encouragement. And the body of Christ, that's what we're there for. We should be there for our brethren. Amen. And so when I saw that, then I, I believe the wording that I saw Fredlina put on Facebook is that friendship or a friend, was it friendship? Friendship is a ministry within itself. Mm. I said that is a powerful statement. It's the ministry in itself. Then I felt when BK came in, and I just looked, I said, I was because I was so full of love as the people were coming in after prayer. Prayer breaks through. Prayer breaks through. When the intercessors came in, I felt the love being ushered in, and every evil works of the enemy was being slayed on every side. I felt the love being ushered in by the intercessors. Amen. It was ushered in, and I was overwhelmed by the love. And when he walked in, I said, man of God. That's right. Man of God. It just, it was, I couldn't call him by his birth name. I had to say, man of God. Amen. Because when you've been in the presence of the Lord, there's an anointing that you carry. And when he hugged me, I experienced, I experienced uh, the revelation of God's love. Because when I held him, it wasn't like any other time that I held him. I I felt like he went through me and we were one. I felt as God, when God, Amen. God and stuff, this was an explanation of the oneness. When I, I hugged him, Pastor, I felt like he wasn't no longer there that I was hugging myself. Amen. <laughs> and it should and be I like couldn't that. let myself go. Watch the mic. Man of God. It should be like that. And I felt, and you should see that spiritually. You should see that spiritually on everyone when, uh, uh, Dina and Al came down that aisle. It was powerful. I could feel they connected. I love it because y'all connected what was going on in the spirit Amen. immediately. Amen. You had to work you up. You had yes. to, nothing. Yes. Nothing. You, you were connected yes. to the spirit that was in there. Yes. And that's how we all should be. Amen. That's how we all should be when the presence of God is here. Amen. Amen. Don't fall to the, to the other one that's here too because he's here too. The love of God will cause you and you have to you have to lay under the weight of the love of God. You got to say that. Because there's a weight with his love. 
And I love this about, they have to share the love that was going on in the atmosphere because I, I saw other people that were coming in and they was looking for the opportunity to love and your hug. And it was a different type of hug. And it was like, I'm, I'm coming at you. I'm infusing you with my love. Amen. And then I saw Cindy went in the back and she hugged. And I just saw all the people, God just hugging. And when they came, you, you went approaching the other person with a purpose of That's love. That's how you do it. And so I thank That's God for the revelation, Pastor, of the love chapter. Amen. See, but you got to see it being implemented. Amen. Amen. Hold on. You do. You Don't have wait to for see somebody it. else. Amen. Don't you wait for somebody else. You do. Be part, you of, the, be part of the action of love. And, and if you both come at each other, you're going to collide. Amen. <laughs> and I love this. I was telling <laughs> Fee. Fee came up and she just asked me to pray. I won't go into any details, but when I, I prayed for her, it's just so good because she has a heart. So when you get to learn people, this is what God is telling all of us. We have to learn people. Amen. I was in a practical experience when I said, no matter how many times, see, we get tired of people. Yep. You get tired of people. Go ahead, tell the truth. You get tired of your husband. You get tired of your wife. You get tired of your, <laughs> your friends. Kids. You get tired of your kids. You get tired of yourself. Mm. You get tired of people. <laughs> and I said, as long as I have breath in my body, I'm never tired of you. Keep running to Christ. Amen. I said, every time you run to Christ, I'll be there. Amen. So you need to let people know that no matter how you think I perceive you, it's not about me. It's about God. It's how Amen. God sees you. And I see you the way that God sees you. And she has, a, she has a heart. This is how we have to understand and respect people. Respect them. Allow them to grow. Allow, because we're allowing you to grow. Amen. 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 The love is in effect. All you got to do, I'm serious, you need to go home. And read in the Amplified, 1 Corinthians 13. Let it be a mirror to your own Christian walk. Amen. Let it be a mirror how you deal with people. Amen. It tells you everything in that it is expressive other than, I don't know what else to say, but if you really read that and allow that, those words to become a part of you, there's no weapon formed against you can prosper. Nothing. Nobody can say nothing. Your feelings ain't hurt. Your emotions won't lead you nothing. You won't be moved. My God, but you will God, move some so things. Awesome. But you will move some things. You have to become that scripture. Amen. You're saying that's what's inside of you. All y'all saying you got the Holy Spirit. He's inside of you. You're indwelling of the Spirit. Well, that's what it is, love. Mm. And against such, there is no law. That's right. <laughs> against love. Mm. So this is the, the wake-up call is this. That's not the name. It's not the name yeah. of the message. The, the name of the message is this. Don't empty his name. Mm-mm. Yeah, you have to tell him about that now. Don't empty his name. This came about for my, it's my own personal fight with being a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just when you see the body of Christ, as much as I, the hours I put in the study and uh, the things I try to do to prepare the people of God to live a life that's pleasing to the Lord, I, I still ask why, why, how come, 
You know, our life is not mirroring the word of God. How come we are, how come it's such a struggle to live like you and we bear your name? Mm -hmm. And uh, because he basically gave me this here. He, he gave me, um, we have taken his name in vain. And to take his name in vain means this. It means to empty his name. He said, they have taken my name in vain. So the Hebrew meaning of in vain means to empty his name of weight and substance. Mm -mm -mm. Good God. There's no weight. There's no substance to his name. You empty the significance of his name. So we bear his name or taking it in vain. So I really would like to address those who are believers who bear the name of Christ. And for those who are not believers and, and hear the word of God today, is that their hearts will be pricked. And when they are converted, that you bear the name of Christ with honor. Amen? Amen. So you consider yourself to be of the household of faith that follows Christ the way. The first thing is this. You must be aware God has clearly provided a pure ordinance in an excellent law for the sons of God who bear his name. He has given you ordinance, pure ordinance, and also an excellent law to bear his name. Second, we have an obligation to the one whom we were called by. You have an obligation just like you do if you have a family. You have an obligation, a responsibility to God because you bear his name. Third, we have a responsibility to this nation and living a life that that is actually patterned by God himself and hope that you are leading them to the arms of eternity. You have a responsibility to this nation to lead them to Christ. As Christ's disciples, we are called also to change people's names and also change their lives. We're called to change their birth name. Amen. You are called to change their birth name. When you do that, you change their identity. They now belong to the kingdom of God, no longer of this world. You're called to do that. You're empowered to do that. Imagine you're empowered to change someone's name. You have the power of attorney to change that person's name. Mm -hmm. And when you change their name, you change their name to possess and holding all authority and power from the kingdom of God. And what had them enslaved no longer will have them enslaved in bondage. You're called to do that. I guess my question to you is that how well are you fulfilling your qualification as the called out ones. Are you dishonoring his name and blaspheming the pure doctrine in which you were entrusted? Mm -hmm. The world is depending on you. Amen. These are the things that must happen that we're required to do as the called out ones. 
You must have a desire to follow. You must have a desire, a want to, to follow. Love him. These are things you heard before. Love him with all your heart, soul, and mind. You're required. This is, these are your qualifications as the called out ones. You are to pick up your cross and deny yourself. Die to your will daily. Doesn't feel good. Deny yourself. Follow Christ. The pattern of his life. The pattern of Christ's life, not your old life, not your will, not your behavior, his behavior. Mm-hmm. Just going to give you a few key terms here. Name is to call authority. Name. Disciple in which you are. A person who learns, who inquire and observe. You observe from uh, instruction. Mm-hmm. And also, you accept instruction given to him, and it makes, it actually gives you a new behavior and conduct. A disciple. You learn from the teaching. You're to learn from the teaching how to behave and to conduct yourself. Follow. It means to be willing to. Be willing to. It means to imitate. It means to cling. It means to seek out. Follow. Seek out God. Investigate the word. Follow means to investigate. Do you investigate the word of God? Will means to desire, to accept. Purpose. Purpose in your heart to serve the Lord wholeheartedly. Empty means to cast out. So this means that if you're bearing the name of the Lord in vain, you're casting him out of your life. Mm-hmm. If you're not upholding to the name of Jesus Christ, you are casting him out of your mind in your heart. Empty. Mm-hmm. You decline him. Yep. You are in a position to where now you are deceived. Because you're thinking you're bearing his name. Our foundation scripture, Exodus, <laughs> chapter 20, verse 7, complete Jewish Bible. And when you reach there, it reads, You are not to use lightly the name of Adonai, your God, because Adonai will not leave unpunished someone who uses his name lightly. Mm. Very short scripture. Again, you are not to use lightly the name of Adonai, your God, because Adonai would not leave unpunished someone who used his name lightly. Someone who used his name, who has, they're using the name, but the name has no weight. You have Empty him out of any significance in your life. What has weight is the things that you think important. Mm -hmm. What has weight is your job. What has weight is the things that you love to do. That's where you have put all of the weight and the influence and the things that you love to do. 
and not in the name in which you bear. A name can carry a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. President Obama, just to say that name, it has weight. You know what's behind that name, right? Mm -hmm. But what's behind the name that you bear? Is way more than President of the United States. Bill Gates. Go ahead. Wait. Donald Trump. Think of how much weight that you give to the world. They sure do. But you have emptied out the weight of God in your life. And so when you say Jesus, they're empty words. When you, when you read his word, it has no weight. It has no bearing on your life. It has no influence. It doesn't cause you to do anything. Hmm. Because you have cast him out. You have emptied his name. And, you know, we do that all the time. You know, you got to bring it down to, you know, to the youth right here. You, you say the name Jay-Z. He did it. See, it carried away. In, immediately, you know. Oh, he running things. You, you know yeah. what that name uh, uh, encompassed, right? But when you say the name of Jesus, like I said, you can say Jay-Z to a demon. It don't do nothing. But the Bible says when you use his name that demons tremble at the sound, at the very sound of his name. And you do revere yep. these people's names. And they carry a lot of weight with you. The question is why? Mm. Go ahead, Cindy. Mm. That's right. And That's you know right. what? You're right. That's okay. the word because he said, he said, Jesus I know. Hey, 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 Cindy, Sister Cindy. He said, Paul I know and Jesus I know, but who are you? Who are you? Who are you using to his name? We cast you carry. out in their God. Yes. They didn't use it right. Go ahead. He knows that you, he knows your relationship with God. That's right. He sure does. He knows your relationship. Uh-huh. And so when Very he good. hears your voice, he hears no power. Who are you? Who are you? So he's, he knows that this is not of any authority that I, that I know. Now, the demon knows him. Yep. But he said, now, that what I hear through the voice that I'm hearing has no authority. That's right. Because he knows only the one that has authority, authority. and that's Jesus. Mm -hmm. So when you use it, it's not the voice of Jesus. It's not the authority. It's not the power of God. Mm -hmm. Paul, he said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know. See, what he, Pastor, what he's familiar with is that Go ahead. the presence. That's right. I know that you was in the presence, presence. so that's the weight. <laughs> the kabod. The kabod is here. The weight of kabod of God is here. Mm. I, it's not about Cindy, but the kabod is mm, here. Mm, mm. Because the adversary was in the presence of God. He covered. So he's very familiar with God's glory. Amen? Amen. They know authority. We are to demonstrate mm -hmm. how we bear God's name by us actually revering God, respecting God. Amen. There's not, when we come to, to the, the gathering, it's not about, oh, okay, don't move, don't do this and that. It's that, wait a minute, the word of God is coming forth. Amen. Who moves in the presence of the Almighty? 
who get up and leave? How can you get up and leave in the presence of God? Who is texting? Who is texting and checking the email in the presence of God? I'm just saying. He has no weight. His name has no weight for you. How are you going to sleep in the presence of God? His name has no weight. No influence in your life. You said that right, Pastor. Yeah. How can you text? I ain't, I ain't talking about you looking at the word on it. That's not that's one thing. <laughs> no, but I'm texting. talking about you texting. <laughs> you, you text, you I'm talking about you texting, social, checking your email. <laughs> social media. See, social that's the media. disrespect. That's disrespect. That's the disrespect and not revering God. And you can easily do that because you have emptied out his name. Please don't let me see you. <laughs> you are to know God. You're to be filled up with all that he is. You're to know him. Good. And because some of us don't know him, this is why his name has no weight. Mm. And when it's time for you to cast him, mm -hmm. Mm. first cast it out you. Pass it, it's funny, Maggie. <laughs> mm. I'm just saying, you can't play with that name. And he's very serious about it. Uh, as we'll go a little deeper in the study, our supporting scripture, Matthew 5, 16, Amplified, reads, Let your light so shine mm. before men that they may see you, your moral excellence, and your praiseworthy, mm. noble, and good deeds, mm. and recognize and honor and praise and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Again, <laughs> let your light so shine before men that they may see your moral excellence and your praiseworthy, notable and good deeds and recognize and honor and praise and glorify your Father who is in heaven. What does all of that mean? All I know is you can close the book on that because that's it. <laughs> Amen. Just that alone. Hmm. See, the pastor responds like that because, hmm. and I'm not saying that because of your response, but I'm just saying because I, I know him and I'm learning you is that when you're with someone who is with someone all the time, they want more and more. And when they hear that person speak, so when he hear his heavenly father speak, it, calls, it causes a, a, a excited response of love and, and mind-blowing every time just to hear the word, every time that the word is open to you. You have an opportunity and a privilege to hear the word of God. It should be that you are excited. You, you're filled with expectancy. But we, we, we don't because there's no reverence. God's word has no weight. It said it's life. See, so it, it, it attaches to me. When I hear that, I'm like, yes. I, I reflect that. I can reflect mm. that, what you just yes. said. Let my light so shine before every man. My more excellence, my praiseworthy, my noble, my good deeds. He said, I can show that. Before God, before the, the darkness and the evil world? Oh, please. Y'all don't even understand. <laughs> see, you, see, y'all don't understand. I, I was a sinner. Maybe y'all won't, but I was. So I know that that's now me. And I can do that. Okay. He's saying, so, so what is the light? He says, so let the gospel. Mm, come on. Let the gospel so shine. So it's the word when you start to speak and witness the word of Come God. On. He said, let the gospel so shine. I can't do it. 
He said, and declare the mysteries of my grace and mercy. (laughs) Let let the gospel so shine and declare. He said, the gospel will declare my goodness of my grace and my mercy. And that's what my wife did for me when I was in darkness. See, the the gospel... He said, so let my light, so you, you, you're not understanding when we say, let your light so shine, your, your life, your life should be the gospel. My God, the good news. Amen. Which is the grace and the mercy of God, mm. of your salvation, that we don't even deserve. He said, they will understand and see the mysteries if you let your life, your light so shine. Amen. Amen. He said, it should be openly declared Amen. and made manifest before man Amen. the gospel of Christ. Let your light so shine. Don't be ashamed. It delivers people. Mm. It sets them free Good from bondage in their minds, addiction. He said, let your light so shine. The ones that have no hope. It's all over. He said, let the gospel shine and declare their mercy in their deliverance Jesus that I've died God. for. Let the light so shine. Man. He said that they may see the good works by you living the life of the gospel. He said they will see my mysteries of my good works in you. Male, and know what, and that person know what you're going through. You could have lost a child or your parent or what, and they still see that, you know, you're still going to church. You're still giving glory. You ain't stopped doing your worship, nothing. And they know you. Though they know you, what you're going through, and let you still praise God. You still worship him. That's you what still happened to me, him. Pastor, is that my life, no one knew what I was going through. No one knew that I was, I was in an abusive relationship, physical and mental and emotional, financial stress. I felt like Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like Paul, I, and on every side I was being tried. But they, no one knew at my job what I was going through because I was still praising God. I was still talking about the goodness of God. Okay. And that's when you have to even praise them yet the more. more. Don't praise them when they, things get rough. Praise them while it's good and you got the new job. Because there's a strength that comes out of adversity. It does. And affliction. It builds you. Affliction. This is why we don't turn away from affliction. Mm. Amen. There is an undescribable strength that comes out of that star. And strength. There are going to be many women that you're going to help because of the strength that you have received through your adversity. Amen. And the many afflictions because you are the righteous of God. Mm-hmm. He said it was good that he was afflicted. Jesus. He, the word said, God said it was good that he was. Okay. Hmm. See, we just have to be patient to be exalted in due season. Oh, say that again. Be patient to be exalted, daughter, in due season. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, God. Get that real out, dude. Um, I'm, uh, <laughs> Glory to God. God. My God. Mm, oh, mm, man. Mm. Oh, and, 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 and give me, let me give you one last thing, too. And when in that affliction. We know it won't be last, but you yeah, it will. Yeah, it will, because they need to hear this one. While you going through. While you going through think the world is at an end, there's somebody in a worse position than you. That's right. Yep, it was hot in here, but it's something that outside ain't got no shade either. So listen, and then pray for them. Pray for ones that are, listen, don't just look at you. 
pray for someone who is in a worse position that you are. Because it right. is. That's right. Amen. It is. Oh, Lord, I, I just thank God. Going back to that you may see, that they may see your good works. Mm. Your strict regard to truth. Your strict regard to truth. Your zeal. Your fervency. Your openness, your sincerity, your faithfulness, your integrity, and your diligently in preaching the gospel, your good works, and living lives and conversation that reflect Christ Himself. Uh-huh. I love the strict truth. Amen. He said so that they can actually see you and your regard to the strict truth, not swaying or compromising in any way, right, friendly. Amen. <laughs> And glorify your Father which is in heaven. He said the ministry of the gospel is blessed when you do this. The gospel itself, you don't bring shame to the gospel. The gospel is blessed when you do this. That when you may give God praise and you bless the name qualifying you and preaching the gospel. Now the word has been made useful. Now the word is not void. A power is not dead, it's active. It's been made useful, BK, that through your life and demonstration that now your fiance is safe. Amen. Come on now. Glory to God. The word was made useful. Even if you don't see it, whatever you're hoping for, believing God for, Stand on the word of God because you're going to make the word useful. Mm-hmm. Amen. Go ahead. Jesus told Paul, he said, bear my name before the Gentiles, the kings, and the children of Israel. Ooh. Paul later testified this. His grace was bestowed upon me, not in vain. Mm. But I labor more abundantly than you all. He said, His grace was not put upon me in vain. I was not empowered in vain. I was empowered to be useful in the kingdom of God. He said, I abundantly labored in my empowerment. Mm. Why have the word of God and not be empowered? Why have his name and not be useful? Why would you not be any use to anything? When something is not of any use, it's in vain, it's discarded. Mm. He has no use for you. Mm-hmm. Again, for us to bear the image of the cross means this. Love your neighbor. Amen. Bless those who curse you. There you go. Do good to those who hate you mm. and despitefully use you. Mm. Pray for those who abuse you and love your enemies. Lay down your lives for your friends. I got to That's say it a tough again. one right there. That come from last week, too. That's I got to right say it again. It shouldn't be. Love your brethren. Bless those who curse you and mean you no good. Those who persecute you, talk about you. Come on. He said, do good to them. 
they're heaping up coals upon their head. That's exactly. So then vengeance, the Bible says, vengeance is the Lord's. Amen. Not yours. So, and that's another thing. We, see, we all, see, I know we're the body of Christ. We all know stuff about people. Mm -hmm. Every last one, I'm talking about sitting right here in every chair in here. You know something about somebody. What we won't do is cover their nakedness. Amen. Amen. What we won't do, and, we, and you do, every last one of you know something about somebody in here. Everybody in here do. Something bad or whatever. What we won't do is cover their neck. What we do is gossip and talk about it. Amen, Pastor. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm stepping in pastor shoes now. For real. And we don't cover each other. Amen, Pastor. You, you know, you all got flesh. And you got to deal with it the way you deal with it. Okay? Can't nobody else deal with it for you. That's right. But we know things. But what we don't do is what that... I'm just telling you right now, Mel. Wasn't it Aaron? Was what his kids? It was uh, Noah. Noah, mm -hmm. and he not only did he cover, but he he backed in. Mm -hmm. He backed in so no one would even begin to see or know what was yeah. going on. Yeah. Instead and then of the he other ones him. perverted and looking at him. Yes. And expose him and gossip and tell him, "Did you see Dad? Did you see his neck? Did you see? See, we won't do that for each other. We won't cover that." Cause it all, it all, everybody got something. Yes, yes. Pastor. You know something about somebody in here, mm. and you won't cover them. Jesus. In prayer. Amen. This is why intercession is so. You won't put a hedge around them. Mm. See, we we gonna come with it real. And you have to ask yourself, why do you know what you know? How was it able to come to you? How was it able to come to you? It was there a door open? Say, come on in. Because, see, when bad things happen, it always wants agreement. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I just That's need right, agreement, Pastor. too. I'm going to leave that one right there. <laughs> Cover each other. Pray for them. Pray for your brother and sister if you know something. Amen? Amen. And at times we may think that we're being abused. He says, pray for those who abuse us and love our enemies. Lay down your life. Really good. For your friends. Because God considered us to be friends and He laid down His life for us. That is so Amen. Good. Amen. We're to live with Christ as the Lord of our entire life. Not your family, not your children, but God as your Lord and Savior. He should be your all in all. This is why our walk is so frustrating because our circumstance, and I'm going to teach on next uh, Sunday, really about circumstance. It's going to be about the spirit of Python, but it really deals with circumstance. Mm, that's good. Right? We're going to get you out of your circumstances, circumstances. through the word of God. Amen. Jesus told his disciple this in Matthew 10, 21. He said, brother will deliver brother over to death, and the father, his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death. Mm. Mm. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. That's even with our family members. You really, when you decide to really live for Christ, yep. you're going to be hated. How come they do that? It could be. As soon as it's Christ, it, it could be any other mm. faith. They won't, it won't matter. No. It could be any other religion, any other faith, if you want to call it. They won't get mad. 
You can be hated because there are instructions, there's teachings, there's a God, a way of life and how to live. But when you have chosen to have your own God and way of life, then you're going to be offended because you have developed your own culture. And so it's like someone trying to force another culture upon you. Mm. And cultures are embedded. Yeah. It's how I live. It's the how I do what I do when I do it. Whether it's the holidays, whether, you know, how you, you baptize, all these different things, the kind of food I eat, when I eat, all these different things deals with the culture, your Traditions. behavior, a way of life, a way of living. And traditions and all. There should be a oneness in the name that you bear. That's why I say it was a revelation that when I, I hugged BK, that there was a oneness. It was no longer me feeling that I was hugging him. It was a oneness because we bear the same name. Genesis 2, 24, which states, when a man and a woman are united in a covenant of marriage, they become one flesh. And this one flesh bears one name. This is the problem in marriage. You don't bear the same name. You don't bear the same name. There's, there's an obligation and there's an influence and there's a power with the name. And we then take upon our original name before we came together in marriage. Still in marriage, but we're living under the previous name. Mm -hmm. So this is why we can't walk as one, because we don't bear the same name. Amen. You get to understand why you or your spouse may, you know, behave in a certain way. When you begin to understand the name that you bear, it's just because we bear separate names. Mm. Even you both saying that they're Christians. One is bearing the name with weight, with the kabbalah, mm -hmm. and the other has emptied out, cast out Christ's name out of the life. Hmm. Carrying it empty. The word of God says, he said, he that's joined to the Lord is one spirit. Everything we do should reflect the name that we bear Amen. because we are one with Christ. There's no way that you should be looking and acting differently than Christ, than the word of God. Give me a lot of scriptures here. <laughs> Isaiah 5, 7 says, the nation of Israel is the, the vineyard of the Lord of heaven's army. Mm -hmm. The people of Judah are his pleasant garden. He expected a crop of justice, but instead he found oppression. Mm -hmm. He expected to find righteousness, but instead he heard cries of violence. Jeremiah 2.21 says, but I was the one who, who planted you. Mm -hmm. This is really Christ lamenting. Talking through Jeremiah, Christ himself is lamenting over the vineyard that he has planted, the church. Mm. He says, but I was the one who planted you, choosing a vine of the purest stock, the very best. He said, you were the very best when I planted you. How did you grow into this corrupt, wild vine? Mm -hmm. Empty vine. An empty vine. He said, in this vine, I have to, uh, the vineyard is this. He said, it's really a, it's the care of the Lord over the church. So when you, you plant something, uh, 
God, you put your all in it. You put yourself in your garden. Mm -hmm. And that's what he did. He said, I put my best, which was myself, in you. And how can something corrupt come out of something that was incorruptible? The best. The vineyard should be producing fruit, but we're not. He said, in your thoughts, in your minds, in your deeds, in your actions, you should be agreeing with the Spirit. God has expected us to respond to the promises. He has given you the ability to grow and to flourish. He, he's, he's concerned about you not growing, body of Christ. Mm. Amen. He's concerned about his vineyard. Why now are you, you, you you're empty? What, what, when I go to, to, to check on you, that you're all dried up, you, you have no life in you. You have not my life in you. You're still operating as the dead man. Having no hope, having no God. I really want today to be a day that we really take heed to the warning. God says, don't take my name in vain. Don't bear my name. Don't empty me out from your thoughts. Don't empty me out from your, your affection. And life circumstance would do that, Al. Life situations would do that, Dina. The lack of money would do that. Mm -hmm. What calls you not to produce? What calls you to stop growing? Frustration, things not going well. What calls you not to have affection for God anymore? Mm -hmm. This is how you stray away. That's right. This is how you can easily walk away from God because my affections is now to the things of this world. Mm -hmm. Forgetting that I am a seed that was planted from God. Trying, trying now to have your own garden, your own vineyard, your own business, your own things, the things that you feel that are important. God said, what happened to this this best, this seed, which is of me, of the best, that you will be corrupt and of no use for my kingdom. He said, if I did not condemn Israel, my chosen ones, right. what makes you think that I will spare you? I often ask the question, why so many millions of Jews were killed? The Holocaust. Why did that happen? And they were your chosen people. He said, Israel, I brought you out. He said, you've carried my name in vain. You, because you went through and you thought you couldn't see me, you couldn't feel me, and I wasn't there. He said, you emptied me out of your thoughts. You felt I had no place in your life anymore. Because you thought you were without, and you had everything. You had me. Hmm. Your situation, your circumstances, people has caused you to empty me out of your thoughts, Cindy. The enemy taking your praise, taking your true worship. He said, there's no true worship in bearing my name in vain. 
He said, there is no true praise in bearing my name in vain. Your relationship with me is not even valid. So that's why you are depressed when you get fired, lose a job, or relationship. Yes. Because to me, that's what you, you're not even knowing how powerful his name is in that circumstance. Because I let that exalt it above who he really is. Yes. So if you really call on his name, that name, he said, mm -hmm. how excellent is his name. We don't understand and the power. We don't understand the power when you say Yahovah. <laughs> and then you can put what title you want on there. Sit canoe. Mm. Rafa. Yes. <laughs> I mean you can put mm. you can put what name that, that his his name on it, and we just don't see it. The, the right. Shar Shalom. We we don't understand. He has given us his name. Pastor, in that song where it says, there's and we've heard these things. We 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 hear the word of God, but we don't conceive. We, there's no conception. He said, there's nothing greater mm -mm. than the name of God. There's nothing greater. Meaning that your situation, your circumstance, that's not greater. The sickness is not greater. Nope. Your situation is not greater. Your thoughts are not greater. But for some reason, you still think that your lack of money is greater. Because that's what consumes you. That's what you have given weight. You're saying your God has let you down. Yeah, your, your, past, has, your past has more weight. You're saying your God has let you down. Money, if you don't have it. We got to get to a place, Pastor, to where we are authentic Amen. in our call. Mm, mm, mm. You've been called by the most high God. I can use that. And in the most high God calling, he said, I've given you everything, Jarrell, that pertains to life and godliness. Both. I'm trying to still figure out in God, what, what else is it that I can give? And what else is it that I can teach him? And, and if I could do it for him, I would, but I can't. But I know if you put all of your hope, your trust, your desire, your affections, your thoughts in the word of God, I can guarantee you that God will manifest his goodness in your life. But you have to stay the course. You can't stop because things are not looking right and then start to question God. And then now there is no, there is no God. Like, like um, John the Baptist even said, right. he was the forerunner. At the forerunner, wait a minute. Of Christ. And he was jailed. And he says, is Jesus the one or is he the Messiah or do I look, look for, for another? another? They were with him. Do I look for another? Because the situation looked bleak. It looked dim. It looked dark. He's in jail. But he came oh, to himself. This is what we do. We do it. We all do it. He came to himself, Pastor. That's right. John the Baptist came to himself in jail because he had, he, had he had a weak natural thought. My situation is not looking right. I'm in jail. Where this God that I was found the whole time, he's supposed to be the answer, he's supposed to be delivered. Now I'm jailed. About to be beheaded. I'm about to be beheaded. He said he can't be the Messiah. Send me another. And this is what you're saying. When you're in your situation, your circumstance is that, okay, now the whole time I've been believing God, no, now he's not God. Was he ever God? 
Did you ever your know? situation cannot build and design our God. But he was here before your situation. That's right. But he came to himself. And I pray that today you come to yourself as that he is God. And there is a yes, but you can't stray from the word of God. He said, quickly, return back to me. Back. He said, I'm married to you. You can still have all the benefits, all the promises that I have for you. They're yay and amen, but you have to come back. You have to come back. You can't be a, a strange uh, uh, out there on your own. God is calling us back to a place to where you're bearing his name and truth and integrity. It cannot be void of the power and cannot be void of authority. This is why we can't, when we call upon his name and you haven't been in the presence of God, this is why we have to be in the presence of God. His name is his presence. Amen. Amen. You said the name of God. Um, witness came to me on a Friday and I was in my body. I was tired and I was just sitting outside. I'm just tired. I got a hug right from my seat. And then she said, she said, um, teacher Mel, she said, I know you're not um, uh, being spiritually Lacks a day in the spirit, right? So I'm like, I said, oh, no, I'm not. I said, just to be, I said, it looked like I'm from the outside, I said, but the inside, I said, it's, it's, it's a, a spiritual, spiritual excitement going on. I said, just for you to say that, now it's caused me to make contact, and I start to be energized just by her even really encouraging me. Amen. And this is what we're supposed to do. Amen. But I really want to leave you guys with this is that, you have to, you must, you're required to uphold the name in which you were called. Mm -hmm. Because God is not slack on his judgment or his love. Amen. Amen.